The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast Taylor Made Stealth 2 Driver Giveaway. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash driver to enter today to enter today before the big drawing on April 8th. And we're also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all the player breakdowns and statistical data you need to dominate your leagues. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are doing this show live at 9.06 Eastern in the evening to kind of get ahead or the numbers maybe for tomorrow. But we're only going to talk about the meaningful games for uh, the last day of the regular season. I can we were already here uh, at the finish line of the regular season. We'll recap what we saw uh, on the Saturday three-game schedule. But joining me here to help me break it down and to handicap the last day of the regular season my main man delante smith delante either we're psychos or we just love the nba my man i don't know which one it is uh probably mix of both probably a little bit bit mix of both but uh yeah man looking forward to it because it's a lot of it's a lot of things that still have to be ironed out specifically in the western conference i think the eastern conference is pretty much um set if i'm not mistaken uh i guess you can correct me on that if i'm wrong but i think the, the west is where the chaos is or can occur um mm. if some things happen tomorrow yeah, so, I mean, for the East, we can quickly grow through it. So, one through six is pretty much set. Um, yeah. Milwaukee has won the Eastern Conference. We already knew that. Um, I think it's pretty much cemented, man. Um, because I've seen lines up for Atlanta, Miami, yeah. and also Toronto, Chicago. So Yeah, so what it's going to be is Atlanta is going to be visiting Miami. Mm-hmm. And like Delonte said, yeah, lines are already up for that playing tournament game in the Eastern Conference. And then Chicago is headed up north to take on the uh, Toronto Raptors. Um, in that game, and that line is also up as well. But we'll discuss those games on, I believe we said Monday, Tuesday's episode, as usual, on the regular schedule. But um, I know tomorrow on, or at least when we're recording, it's Saturday night, but um, Sunday is going to be Easter Sunday. So, you know, kind of want to get ahead of what's going on in the NBA. And we do have a lot of early starts tomorrow in the association as well. So the first games are actually going to be starting around uh one actually yeah one o'clock eastern um in the nba tomorrow and the late games the western conference games are all going to be starting at 3 30 eastern so i think the way the nba set this up is that uh the teams that are at home in the eastern conference are all starting at one o'clock eastern and then all the western conference games uh all the teams that are in the west at home are starting at 3 30 eastern uh delante Let's recap um, what we saw on Saturday. Um, maybe not too much of a surprise, but I know we gave out our picks. Uh, how did your picks end up going from this morning? Um, I ended up actually, I, I laid it with Minnesota. I lost the first quarter, uh, but I laid it with Minnesota. Um, I took a bad number with Utah, six. I didn't even, I mean, I guess when we got off, uh, Malone stated that the starters will be playing. And I mean, they played up until the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But overall, I think that the only thing I lost was the uh, was the under in um, 
Portland Clippers that flew over. It's the only thing I lost, and then the, of course the the Minnesota first quarter. But everything else, I won the. Uh, I hit a two uh, two to one, well plus two fifty for the player prop uh, parlay mm-hmm. with uh, Branham and uh, Shaden Sharp. So that yep. was pretty good. But other than that, man, uh, not bad. I think everybody did pretty good. I think Scott hit uh, a couple of the things that he was talking about, and I know you hit your Zubak double double. I think yeah, like fourteen and eleven or, th- or something like that. Yeah, he hit that by the third quarter. Uh, he only played 23 minutes. For luckily for me, I'm not sure if he played in that fourth quarter or not. Uh, or majority starts. I don't. I watch it up until the end of the third quarter. I'm not sure if uh, any of them played in the fourth quarter. But yeah, they didn't. I mean, honestly, I thought they were going to lose. They didn't yeah. look good at all. They didn't. Yeah, look good especially at all. it was really that third quarter that was a difference for the Clippers, mm-hmm. um, where they outscored the Portland Trailblazers 45 to 26 plus 19 in that third quarter. Uh, go on to win the game, but I don't. They didn't cover the number because they were a what 17, 17 and a half. Point yeah, 17, favorite. 17 and a half. Yep. Yeah. Um, Kawhi Leonard really turned it on in that third quarter as well. I know um, Batum had a couple uh, big threes. Westbrook looked really good as well. He chipped in with twenty points, but they took care of business where they needed to. I mean, at that point, it, it's not really about for them to cover the numbers. It's just about you know getting the win being up at the end of three quarters by, you know, double digits and then um, having your starters rest in the fourth quarter because, you know, you have another game on Sunday. So they took care mm-hmm. of business. Um, Minnesota drops 151 points in regulation on the San Antonio Spurs. They win the game. Also, they do get the cover. Uh, they were a, what, a 14, 13 and a half, 14 point favorite. They closed 15 and a half. Yeah. They did, yeah. Yeah, I think um, because of the cat stuff, the cat uh, cat actually plays, so I think that mm-hmm. you know was a factor in it. Yeah, uh, they get the victory by twenty in San Antonio, one fifty one to one thirty one, and then like we mentioned, um, Denver in a meaningless game started their starters. Um, they look through- horrible. They look. They got smacked in the first quarter. Like they were getting ran. Yeah, body language is horrible. Yeah, they were uh, they were down thirty two to nineteen in that first quarter. Made a run in the second quarter to trim it to I think three points. I think it was like fifty eight to fifty five at the halftime mark. And then the third quarter, they came out and outscored the uh, Utah Jazz forty to thirty one. And then, like Delante alluded to, uh, most of the starters sat in that fourth quarter. Um, I mean, I, I'm not too mad about. Uh, Malone playing his guys, kind of trying to keep them in rhythm. Oh, yeah, and, and things like that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, Jokic was four points shy of a triple double. Right. Uh, he finished with 10 rebounds and 10 assists. Uh, what else? I think that was pretty much it from at least Saturday. Um, I know we talked about some of the player props, I think we did pretty good on those. Yeah, um, all three games went over. Uh, yeah, I think, that, I think that's a trend. Usually, I mean, I've been I've been betting that way for the past, even before they started doing the the play in. Like it was even worse. Well, I guess not worse, but it was even better um, as betters whenever they didn't have the you know the play in because all the teams were tanking pretty much. So mm-hmm. it was free money on it over. Like every game was going over. They're going out like running and gunning. Nothing. The refs are swallowing a whistle. A lot more freedom of space and allowing a lot more hand checks. So. Yeah, man, it's it's a freeway to the. I think they all went over by. Well, Denver and Utah barely got there, but the other two games flew over. Like both, all yeah. all four of those teams had over 120, well, 125 or more. So, yeah. I think that's going to be a way to look tomorrow. Also, 
Yeah, I agree 100% about that. Uh, all right, so we talked about the East. Uh, before we get into the Western Conference updated standings uh, and the games that have the implications for seedings, uh, let me tell everyone about Shady Rays. Uh, kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will uh, send you a brand new pair no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within the 30-day window return period. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. So, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com. And use promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Again, use promo code SGPN at ShadyRays.com for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Uh, all right, man. Uh, shout out to the chat. I know uh, it's not our usual numbers, man, but uh, we actually have some folks uh, uh, watching with us here. I know Drew's in the chat. Uh, Nick, um, uh, one of our usual guys in the chat. Yeah. So I uh, appreciate you guys on Saturday night. I know there's UFC going on, there's baseball going on, NHL going on. Man, man I appreciate you guys joining us in the chat here. It yeah, really man. you know, helps us get through the show. Uh, all right, Delante. So uh, right now in the Western Conference, the seedings going in to the last day of the regular season. So we know who one through four are Denver, Memphis, Sacramento and Phoenix. Yep. As of today, if if the regular season ended on Saturday night, the first round matchup would be the Phoenix Suns versus the Golden. Uh, sorry, Phoenix Suns versus the L.A. Clippers in that first round. And then the Sacramento Kings versus the uh, Golden State Warriors. But um, what we know for sure, Delonte, is that Oklahoma City Thunder, who are the tenth seed, they're going to be a road team um, in their playing tournament game. Whether that's going to be against the Pelicans or the Timberwolves, uh, we'll find that out by tomorrow evening. Lakers currently are sitting in the seventh spot. Uh, they are one game back of the Warriors for the sixth seed and then one game back of the Clippers for the fifth seed. So um, I was trying to dig up the different tiebreakers and stuff. I really couldn't find anything. <laughs> but the only thing that I did find was, um, like I mentioned, OKC is officially the 10th seed. Uh, they will be the road team on Wednesday. Uh, and there we don't know who their opponent is. So. For the Wolves, they can fall anywhere from the um, seventh seed to the ninth seed. They are also going to be a play-in tournament team. Um, now, it will be determined to see whether they are going to be hosting a home game or whether they are going to be a road team. So we're going to find that out between the Pelicans and the uh, Timberwolves as they do play a game on the last day of the regular season. So... Dante, what I'm going to do is I'll save that game for last, the Pelicans and the the Wolves, because I think that's the most competitive game that we're going to have. Yeah. Uh, 
on the last day of the regular season. So we'll get into the um, the other three games that have some um, obviously playoff implications. So let's start here with the Utah Jazz. They just played on Saturday afternoon. They are going to be now traveling from Utah to L.A. Currently, the line right now is 16 and a half in favor of the L.A. Lakers. Looking at the injury report, again, for Utah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the usual guys that played today uh, mm-hmm. for the Utah Jazz. Did see some notes come across for the Lakers that officially guys that are questionable are going to be Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Dennis Schroeder. I mean, we're, we're going to go and make the assumption that the, all those guys are going to be playing in this game, except for Schroeder. Um, I think I think Schroeder might be out. Okay, I, I, I'm not. I just I was looking at it I, actually before we came on. I was reading an article about uh, it was a a Lakers beat reporter was saying how he's trending towards not playing. Um, now, obviously, a lot can change between now and game time, but I, I was in the middle of it. I didn't get the um, you know the rationale as behind it. I was just saying that he was just saying that he was trending towards not playing. So whatever that's worth. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, right before we got on it's, I saw some notes also come across. So D'Angelo Russell is uh, probable. He'll, he'll probably end up playing. And yeah, like I yeah, mentioned, yeah. the two guys, uh, LeBron and AD are questionable. Um, I did see, so why don't you get into this game? Because I just saw something come across my um, some notes here on kind of the different scenarios on what's going to end up happening. Yeah, so okay, right let's... now, uh, 16 and a half for the Lakers. Let's start there. Yeah, I think I'll end up playing the Jazz here um, simply because they're just playing hard. I think I said it earlier today whenever we were when me, you, and Scott were on. They're just playing extremely hard. They showed some resilience today, uh, jumped out to a big lead, even with the starters of Denver playing. Now, obviously, they weren't playing up to their capabilities, but, I mean, they only could control what they could control. And I don't think the Lakers have incentive to actually beat them by, you know, margin. They just want to get in, get the win, get guys healthy, and get out. So if they can get up, you know, 15 to 16 points in the fourth quarter, I'm pretty sure they'll sit some of those guys or at least be more lackadaisical on both ends. So I think the Jazz, are they're going to fight. That's what I want in the underdog. They're going to fight. They're going to keep fighting. And they showed some resilience um, coming back. I think Denver had a big third quarter. Denver was actually up seven, six or seven late in the game. Uh, Peyton Watson was missing a bunch of free throws. Um, mm-hmm. So that caused them to get back in the game. But they just kept fighting. I mean, even with the guys that they're playing against, I mean, they're playing with under man, they're still fighting. I, I like it. Um, 16 and a half points. It's a lot of it's a lot of points for a feisty underdog. We all know the numbers of the Jazz as an underdog. Um and I, I I mean it all boils down to the Lakers. I don't I just don't think they have incentive to beat this team by, you know, twenty or thirty points. So uh uh I'll lean with the Jazz. Um now I won't be I, I won't be shocked if the Jazz are in it late and give the Lakers a scare like they did. Um, in Utah uh, a yeah. couple games ago. Yeah. But, yeah, I think the Lakers obviously pull it out, but I, I think they're going to have to fight for it. Yeah, I think there'll be something similar to what we saw with, uh, like, the Clippers here. I can see that. Today, right? Like, maybe a slower start, and then they kind of pull away in that third quarter, and they have a good enough margin, like you just mentioned, that they're up maybe 15, 16, 17 points going into that third quarter. And then, you know, Darvin Ham sits his main guys within those first couple of minutes. And if they're able to keep the lead, that's great. And then you'll see LeBron and AD probably not come in for the rest of the game where if you really don't need them, right? 
Right, exactly. um, so I would injury prone, yeah, like anything yeah. can happen with AD, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you kind of want to get those guys like some rest at least. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I will go with Utah as well. Again, Terrell's rule is probably still in effect because it will cash again today mm-hmm. um, against the Denver Nuggets. So I, I see a scenario where Lakers win this game by 14, 15 points. And I think that if you want to bet on the Utah Jazz, wait. Um, because that number will probably go up maybe another point if uh, when LeBron and AD are ruled in. Uh, so maybe you could get a 17, 17 and a half by the time this uh, by the time you uh, get to this pod, uh, maybe overnight or more before the game starts. So we'll go with the Jazz here. I don't see any team totals. Oh, sorry, uh, totals here uh, for this game right now. Delonte, do you see anything on your end? Yeah, I don't. Um... I think they're okay. just. I think they're just waiting for availability for some of these guys. You know, if you know, in case you know, like a t- uh, Horton Tucker like suits up or or whoever. But I think that's what they're waiting for. I don't see any totals, only on a few games, not many at all, especially not the marquee ones. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I don't see. Well, let me see. I didn't should rewind and see if we see any player props for this game tomorrow i only see ad and lebron listed tomorrow as far as player props uh but did you see anything from those two guys or any other player props that you'll be targeting in this game yeah maybe some ad rebounds um against the undersized jazz team they don't have a lot of size i'll be looking at that but again you kind of gotta hope he gets there in three quarters so you kind of gotta yeah. split your you kind of gotta split your handicap and think okay is he going to be aggressive enough to come out and get now obviously i think the lakers are going to come out with extreme like a uh, sense of urgency because they don't want to be in that position late in the game where, you know, the jazz have a shot to win it or they have a shot or the Lakers have a shot and they have to win it. And I mean, the, the jazz, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think they can improve their odds. I didn't look into it like the, uh, the ping pong balls or whatever, but I don't think they can improve much. Like what can they go from, you know, like six to five or I don't even know if they're that bad as far as odds, uh, um, I haven't. I, I haven't looked into that. I haven't. I'll be honest. So I'm guessing. I mean, I'm guessing they're bottom ten. So I mean, there's not there's not much difference between like seven and eight. It's, yeah. it's not. It's not that much. So I don't think they have incentive to lose. So obviously they're going to come out and try to win. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think if AD can get it done earlier, it bodes well for us yeah, in these props. If he's if it's a competitive game, much like. I like Kawhi under today thinking it wasn't going to be a competitive game. He ends up going over anyway. But um, all in all, yeah, I like the uh, I like AD over his rebounds and maybe some LeBron rebounds and assists simply because he's going to be more of a distributor in a bigger game, trying to hold back his energy for uh, the play-in game. Yeah, I see a couple of guys pointing out maybe Vanderbilt double-double, uh, Malik Beasley, uh, threes uh, from JR. Yeah, I mean – I think it's definitely a possibility. And those guys are blowout proof. Like we kind of talked about on the Saturday morning pod is that guys, when let's just say, you know, it is a blowout that LeBron, AD, D'Angelo Russell, those guys are going to be sitting. Mm -hmm. So guys like Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt are probably going to have to end up playing and and getting those late uh, minutes uh, for the Lakers. So those are definitely a possibility. Uh, Malik, I I couldn't talk you off of it. Um, also, Nick pointing out uh, Austin Reed should clinch the MVP with his usual game tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. I think we probably have to send some baddies um, to the to the court side tomorrow, Delonte, to yeah, maybe man. see 
Reeves he's gets been, a um, triple double. <laughs> yeah, he's been killing it, like dishing the ball. If you seen some of his assist numbers, he's been doing really well. I've been playing his points and assists um, over for like two weeks. He's been really um, distributing the ball, especially when uh, D uh, Lo was out. So when D Lo was out, he was more so doing a lot of distributing. Uh, he's got a lot of trust from LeBron and and AD because mm-hmm. they like to run a lot of uh, sets with those three guys on the same side of the floor. Um, he's really going to yeah, be an X. X factor yeah. for them yeah, in the play in tournament game. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, he'll probably get paid by someone, yeah, somebody's going to pay him. Yeah. But I mean, he's been really good over the last uh, five games for the Lakers. He's averaging 20.6 points, mm-hmm. 4.6 assists. He's had 20 or more points in three straight games for the LA Lakers. So um, definitely a guy that has really improved throughout the season. This might be a guy next year, Delonte. We may want to look at Austin Reese for uh, most improved player of the year. Yeah. Might be um, a long shot. Yeah, depending on where he goes. I mean, because I, I don't. I mean, obviously, I think the the, the Lakers have a track record of not playing, of not paying players. Uh, of yeah. course, so they yeah. didn't pay. You know, Malik Monk had a great year, and now it's different. I know because they drafted Austin Reeves, or was he drafted? No, he was just signed, right? He's just so he I was think a so. Yeah, yeah. So, um, might be different, but I mean, somebody's going to pay him a lot of money. Some some team is going to pay him a lot of money because I mean he's been productive. I remember out of he wasn't that good at Wichita State. Uh, he went to Oklahoma and kind of reinvented himself. So, yeah, um, yeah man, I think he's going to get paid. I don't think he'll be there much much longer. Sorry to say to, to my Laker fans. Uh, yeah, he signed a two-way contract in 2021. Um, two-way contract with the Lakers in 2021, and then he signed a standard NBA contract, I think, probably a month later after that. Yeah. So so he's he's restricted. Is he restricted free agent this uh, year? Or is he restricted? Let me see. He's I a restricted he's free agent. Uh, restricted it says oh, okay okay yeah so we'll see what transpired all right so utah jazz and then you know look at the props that we just mentioned uh anything else for this game man just keep looking at abaji um his props he's been he's been playing well except for that one hiccup he had a few games ago but la- but yesterday uh, or today i'm sorry i'm thinking we're on sunday but today he played extremely well was extremely aggressive shot the ball well um him and chris dunn would be the only players that i would target as far as player prop was Yep. All right. Uh, before we continue the conversation, let me tell uh, everyone about Sword Vitality. It's Saturday night. You know, you probably went on a date and it's, uh, you know, time to uh, have some fun. And, and you know, you, you may be lacking a little bit in the bedroom, but hey, look, we're here to help you out, man. There's no shame in the game. Don't worry about it. That's what Sword Vitality comes in, guys. Self-care is cool. Self-care is manly. Be proud, man. You got to be proud of taking care of yourself. 40% of men are affected by impotence at the age of 40, and nearly 70% of men are affected by the age of 70. Don't stop by the gas station on your way home talking about you need a pack of cigarettes or picking up some beer. You're picking up those phony, highly suspect pills at the gas station. No, don't do it. No more hiding that little blue pill in your sock drawer either. You manscape, but do you also take care of the plumbing? Sword Vitality helps increase your blood flow in ways that help you thrive as a man. It's time to become a Sword Vitality man if you aren't experiencing erections in the morning. Talking about Sword Vitality should be as comfortable as anything men talk to their partners about. You like football, you like to hike, you use Sword Vitality. Let the ladies know. There's three main benefits. It increases blood flow in ways that help you thrive as a man in the bedroom. Sword Vitality can help increase your stamina as well, and you don't have to hide it. You can be proud of it. Unsheath your sword. 
Visit swordvitality.com and use promo code SGPN for a nice discount at checkout. That's swordvitality.com, promo code SGPN. And it's not too late, guys, to get into the driver giveaway by the Golf Gambling Podcast. They're giving away tailor-made driver, driver contest. So enter um, before Sunday, April 8th. I think they're doing – if you're getting to the pod on Sunday, I think there's still time. It's completely free to enter. Um, and all you got to do is go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. All right, Delonte, let's get over to the next uh, game of the evening. This one might be an easy one. A team that has, still has something to play for. That's going to be the uh, Golden State Warriors. They are going to be in Portland to take on the Blazers. Uh, they are currently a 17 and a half point favorite. Like I mentioned uh, earlier today, they um, played in L.A., so they're traveling back home to host the Golden State Warriors in a back-to-back situation. Um, is this? Oh, let me look at the injury report uh, for the Golden State Warriors. I believe I saw notes I th- like mid-afternoon that everybody was going to play for the Golden State Are they Warriors. Allowing so, Wiggins to, is Wiggins going to play? So it still says he's out, but I think that he'll be ready probably for the playoffs for sure because okay. he is back with the team. So okay. Steph Curry is probable. Jonathan Kaminga is probable in this game here as well. Um, is this just a fact, again, what we saw today with the Clippers, Delonte, that Golden State just wants to win, rest their guys, and then we probably see the Blazers lose by maybe 11, 12, 13 points again? Yeah, I think I think it plays out perfectly just like that, like exactly like that. Um now the Warriors, they do they are prone to getting in situations that they don't want to be in. But I think I mean we all know what the Blazers are gonna do, uh, what they want to do. The so the bottom three teams still get equal chance though, right? So it doesn't matter if you're one, two, or three, they still get like 14% chance, right? Yeah. So yeah, so it doesn't really matter. Like yeah, it's it's pretty much Rocket Spurs. And Pistons that are yeah. those bottom right. Three teams. So, so they can't get yeah they can't get any any lower. So I think they're gonna play hard, but I, I just don't think it'll be enough. And like you said, with the Warriors, I don't think they'll um, exert much energy here. Uh, if you do like the Warriors, look for them in the first half, first quarter. Uh, I, I definitely wouldn't lay seventeen and a half, but I also wouldn't take it. Uh, I know that's kind of mm. kind of productive, but I just wouldn't play it uh, like on the spread. Just gonna split it up and play um, Blazers in the second half. I know both uh, me, you, and Scott all alluded to playing you know, the teams in the second half more so if it wasn't as competitive with those guys being rested um, for the dominant team. So I would look to play the Warriors early. I think they come out, you know, smack smack Portland a little earlier and and they get get some rest and I guess kind of watch who their opponent is going to be. Yeah, I mean, look, um, for the Warriors, I think I'm going to target team totals in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Whether it's first quarter, first half, full game, um, I, I think again, obviously, defensively, the Portland Trailblazers have not been very good. I mean, there's, no, I mean, when you're putting a G League squad out there, Delonte, it's it, defensive effort is going to be the last thing, and these guys just want to, you know, get buckets and and just you know put up points. So today they gave up 136 to the LA Clippers. Their last game they gave up 129 to the Spurs, 119 to the Grizzlies. So. I mean, you'll probably see this number at 129 and a half, 130 for the Warriors. Uh, I would look at it first, first quarter, first half. I just think that they should just come out here, take care of business in that first half, similar to what we saw, um, or at least to our handicap that they should come out early 
uh, and take care of business. I'm trying to see what uh, the the Blazers have done in back-to-back situations this season. I'm not sure if it's really going to matter at this junction of the season. Yeah, probably um, don't. But, uh... Let me just see after All-Star break to see how that uh, transpires. So, yeah, they're just one and two straight up, one and two against the spread. Actually, zero oh and three uh, um, to the over. But I mean, at this point, I think we got to throw the trends and stats really, or at yeah, least the trends out the window. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Let me see player props in this game. I only see the Splash Brothers listed. Um, Jr. pointing out Looney rebounds. Um, he's anticipating a lot of blocks, but any any player props you're targeting in this game? I will be looking at some of the tier guys for Golden State, seeing they get some runs. So a guy like Kaminga, Moody, mm-hmm. um, I think they'll get a lot more minutes in this game. Not just at the end in the blowouts, but I think they'll kind of. I think Curl kind of mix them in, you know, to get them. I mean, it's technically a high leverage situation, but it's not really because of the opponent. But it, you get what I'm saying? Like it's kind of like yeah, they gotta yeah. have it sense. to to win. You know what I'm saying? Um, for seeding purposes, so kind of want to give them in a flow of having a a semi. Big game. I put semi in uh, in quotations, but yeah, I look at some of those guys. Some uh, Moody, Kaminga. Kaminga is going to be really, really active on the boards. He's going to defend. So I look at his like points and rebounds. Look at some Moody points. As for the the main guys, maybe just look at Steph and Clay's threes. I mean, because when they're out there, they're probably just going to bomb up a lot of threes. Not going to take uh, Portland series. Portland doesn't defend the three well anyway, even at full strength. So. Um, and I see uh, Nick was talking about DiVincenzo. I-, I like him too, but again, not sure how much he's going to exert, you know, offensively. So um, Moody's points, Kaminga's points and rebounds, and of course on the Portland side, we're going to just keep Ryan Shane Sharp until in- until he uh, comes back next year. Yeah. Uh, crazy that Curry hasn't played against the Blazers this season. I know he missed um, two different times with injuries, but. Uh, last time he played, the Blazers was all the way back in February of last year. But oh, wow. kind of look at, at his three-pointers the last season, two of seven. But part of that, six of 17. I mean, he's getting it up, Delonte. Six, this is from three. Six of 17, six of 15, five of 14, <laughs> eight of 16, four of 12, five of 14. So I think you're 100% correct that I'll probably look at Splash Brothers threes. I mean, there should mm-hmm. be a prop that put up by the books at how many threes Clay and uh, Clay and Steph are going to knock down. Like it should be a player prop, um, right? But like for their anytime they're playing together. But um, three games this season for Clay against the Portland Trailblazers. He's at 31, 31, and twenty three, and he's also chunking it from three point land. Seven of 15, 7 of nineteen, and three of seven um, oh, yeah. in those games. So yeah, I think that's a great call. Uh, anything else for this game? Uh, no, nah, just got nothing. All right, let's get over to the LA Clippers against the Phoenix Suns. Did see a line of 12 and a half as an opening number for this game. Phoenix is all, I mean, again, no reason to play their any other starters. So, guys that are going to be out tomorrow for the Phoenix Suns are DeAndre Aiden, Bismarck Biombo, Devin Booker. Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Campaign, and TJ Warner are all doubtful tomorrow uh, for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, we did see that the uh, Clippers said that, again, Kawhi will be playing in a back-to-back. So expect the guys that we saw today 
uh, to play in this game tonight against the uh, LA, sorry, against the Phoenix Suns. 12 and a half right now is the number uh, for the Clippers against the Suns. What are you thinking about this game here, Delonte? I'm thinking about taking the the Suns here and just, I mean, Clippers on the back to back. Um, Suns at home, they haven't had, I mean, it's obviously not a lot of travel. I mean, LA, I'm well, not LA, but California and, you know, Arizona, yeah, not far yeah. apart. So it's not mm-hmm. brutal travel spot. But, I mean, older veteran team kind of want to get in and get out. And also, I wanted to ask, do so if the Clippers lose, they go back to six or are they already at six? So right now, they are sitting in the fifth spot. Right. Um, and I am going to pull up and I, this uh, underdog NBA put out the scenarios of what's going to happen tomorrow. So if Clippers, let's just say all the favorites win tomorrow, Minnesota, mm-hmm. Clippers, Golden State and um, the Lakers, what will happen at that point is the Clippers will stay at the five seed. Golden State will finish as a sixth seed. L.A. will be the seventh seed, and Minnesota will be the eighth seed, and then the Pelicans will be the ninth seed. So it seems like if the Clippers win tomorrow, they're going to stay at the five seed. So my thing is I got I got a hunch that they might lose to get out of that fifth spot. And to avoid Phoenix. So, so, they can get, so they can get to uh, Sacramento. That's what okay. I'm thinking. That's what okay. I'm thinking. Now, I, now I guess you can kind of play with it. Like you can probably just bet the money line for the Suns to get better value. Because I think if if it's close, I think they're going to win it. Because okay. honestly, just let's just think about it from a matchup perspective. Like they obviously match up, but all the teams at the bottom they're trying to match up with the Kings for right. obvious reasons. They don't yep. want to match up with the Suns. Now, obviously, the Suns are, you know, what are they like under ten games with like full strength? So. It's kind of some kinks that it got to be working out, but still, you still don't want to play the Suns, Kevin Durant, uh, Chris Paul, Devin Booker in yeah. a, a big game. So, in, in several big games. So, mm-hmm. man, I think that it's a big chance that the Clippers might play a little possum here and come out and, and not play as well. That's just a hunch. I don't know, but I'll, I'll take the Suns and the points and I'll sprinkle on the money line also. Yeah, so if let's just say Phoenix wins tomorrow and then Warriors, Lakers, and the Minnesota Timberwolves win tomorrow, um, then Golden State would be the fifth seed and the right. Clippers would be the sixth seed. Yeah. Right. That man, listen, you got to think about it. I mean, yeah, it makes it, sense. You can say the same about the Warriors, too, though. I mean, like, you yeah, because if they lose, if they lose and, you know, the Clippers, obviously that's why the games are going on at the same time. So they can't, mm-hmm. you know, but. I mean, the six seed is is really valuable to those teams. I mean, obviously, the Kings are probably the weakest team out of the bunch. I mean, no disrespect to the Kings. I love the Kings, but yeah, I would rather I would much rather play, you know, a youthful, non-experienced team versus Hall of Famers. I mean, that's just a no-brainer. Yeah. Um. All right. So you're taking the Suns plus a twelve and a half. I think I'm gonna get the oh, man. I don't know who the hell even gonna play for the for the phoenix suns uh yeah i mean i guess i'll just take the points with you plus 12 and a half uh with the suns i think this might be like a 10 point victory or like a last second like backdoor cover by the yeah, like man. phoenix suns so yeah i listen if i had to make a prediction i want phoenix or golden state one of them is going to lose tomorrow i don't know which one okay but one of them uh, just, i mean just because of matchup purposes i mean yeah 
we've seen it happen before. Like, uh, it's documented that like Shaq, he was talking about um the old teams where they were trying to jockey for position, like they weren't trying to lose, but it's just like, oh well, if we happen to lose, you know, whatever we get such and such instead of Utah in the second round. So yeah, man, they it's it's out there. Um, I'll say that, but just a hunch I got. Yeah. So I'll also say this that there isn't a scenario that if Golden State loses tomorrow, that well, so for the Golden State to end up in the sixth seed, they would need the Clippers to lose. Mm-hmm. And for the Portland Trailblazers to lose as well, if I'm reading this correctly. Yeah, well, that's not that's a yeah. So, so that's what the scenario is right now. But I don't know. I just think that I don't think for the war. Do you think the Warriors really care about? I mean, I think they do. But I mean, I think they do. I mean, I, I don't care. I don't care who you got in your team. You ain't trying to play Kevin Durant, Devin Booker in the first round. Yeah. Okay. Especially right. you working Wiggins back. So like he's. I mean, obviously people are expecting him to come back, and obviously he's going to help the team. But he's yeah. not going to hit the ground running. He hasn't played in in what like two three months. Wiggins, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. he's got to get back focused. He got to get back locked in, high yeah. intensity. You know, got to get in game shape. So he probably has been working out. I mean, he's yeah. an NBA player, but game shape and shape and like in shape is two different things. So, mm-hmm. and then you know, the physicality of the playoffs is on another level. Yeah. So I think they would rather you know try to put the training wheels on, get the Kings, and you know, kind of out. With them, outvet them, and in big spots, rather than playing a Suns team who's going to be hungry, they 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 are going to be hungry. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. All right, any player props or anything else you're looking at in this game between the Clippers and the Suns? I don't see anything out for this game. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably just be looking at some lower tier guys. I'll be looking at a lot of lower tier guys. Terrence Mann. Um, uh, he barely hey, he didn't get there. I think he his points prop was eight. And he got six. I'll be looking at him and Bones Highland again. Um, as for the Suns, I kind of got to see what the lineup is. Do you have yeah. a projected lineup for Phoenix at all? Uh, let me see. Let's go to a website that has it or usually has it. Uh, let's see. For Phoenix, uh, no, they don't have anything listed yet. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I kind of want to wait and see who plays and who doesn't. Do they have – they had um, – Kevin Durant and them sat in the last game as well, didn't they? How they play? Kevin Durant – they played against um, – They played Denver. Yeah, no, nah, they played. Remember, because it was it came down to the wire. They barely held on. That was like Friday night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, they were in Jeopardy. Well, they, the Phoenix was in L.A. on Friday. Oh, maybe that, that, that game might have been Wednesday. So that starting lineup was Tory Craig, Josh Akogi, Bismarck Biombo campaign, Landry Shamit. Um, so we already know Bismarck Biombo is going to be out and campaign is going to be out as well. So it's probably Isaiah Wa- uh, Wainwright that's probably going to be starting. Uh, Liddell probably starts at center and then Terrence Ross. Maybe Terrence Ross props? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. All right. And some, and some Shamit props too. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get over to the last game of the night or the day, at least the most competitive one. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is going to be the New Orleans Pelicans. They are going to be traveling up to Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves here. Wolves currently at home are a three and a half point favorite. 
And this is pretty much the scenario of that. If the Minnesota Timberwolves win, uh, the lowest they can finish is as the eight seed and the highest they can finish as, as the uh, seventh seed. If they end up losing tomorrow, uh, they will be the ninth seed. So like we mentioned at the top of the show, they can finish anywhere from seven to nine. If they lose outright, they will be the ninth seed hosting the Oklahoma Thunder. And then if Minnesota wins tomorrow, the Pelicans will pretty much end up as the ninth seed. And a lot of crazy stuff has to happen for them to even finish up as a five seed, six seed or seven seed. So most of the scenarios I'm seeing for the Pelicans is that they end up as a ninth seed if they lose. If they win the game, uh, they can be uh, I, as high as a six seed. Whoa. Okay. So let's just say this. Let's just say the Pelicans win tomorrow uh, and the Lakers win and Golden State wins and the Clippers win. The mm-hmm. Pelicans can finish as a six seed. Wow. In that scenario. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's um, insane. Yeah. So they would then play the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Golden State would be the fifth seed. Uh, The seventh seed would be the Clippers. And then the Lakers would be the eighth seed. So you would see a seven, eight matchup between the Battle of LA. Wow. That would be incredible. Just like Silver Drew would up. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's get over to this game here then, Delonte. Pelicans and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let me look at the injury report for the Pelicans. Uh, Everybody is going to be playing. I don't see anybody uh, out that hasn't already been out. Uh, Jose Alvarado and Zion uh, obviously are out, but everybody seems like they're going to be a go. Minnesota, we did see the note come across that Carl Anthony Towns uh, is going to be playing in the back-to-back set. Uh, today they took care of business. Like we mentioned at the top of the show, they dropped 151 points on the San Antonio Spurs in that game. The starters, no starter played more than 29 minutes. The guy that had the highest minutes was Rudy Gobert at 29 minutes. Um, Carl Anthony Towns played 28 Conley, 24 and Anthony Edwards, 25. So, um, not heavy minutes. So they, I think that all of them will be ready to go. Three and a half for the Minnesota Timberwolves hosting the Pelicans here. Delonte, what are you thinking, man? Yeah, man, I like Minnesota a lot here. I think the Pelicans have been playing a lot of high leverage games, obviously high intensity. I think that's going to come back to to haunt them here, a little bit of fatigue with the travel. Like you mentioned with Minnesota, kind of took that's uh, that was one of my points I was going to hit also. Uh, Minnesota didn't extend a lot of energy against San Antonio, so they're going to be locked in, ready to go. I think the matchup advantage is going to be inside against the Pelicans who don't have rim protection. I think Anthony Edwards is probably going to feast. Um, putting, he's probably going to have to put a lot of um, like pick and rolls. Him and Gobert are going to have to do a lot of pick and rolls to get Herb Jones off of him. But I think that's it's going to be a, a good matchup between him. I also think Jaden McDaniels, how he defends Brandon Ingram is going to kind of dictate how he uh, how the game goes. So I think Minnesota is. Slightly the better team. Uh, I think their inside presence is what's going to be the deciding factor. I think they should play volleyball on the glass and have a good night. If they can shoot it well, I think this they have blowout potential here because of the Pelicans' um, high-intensity games for the past four or five days, and they haven't exerted a lot of energy. So I like Minnesota a lot here. Um, yeah, I'll lay the three and a half with them. Trying to see the season matchup between these two teams and how they did. Um, uh, I could pull it up for you. Let's see. Um, I got it. Uh, okay. Oh, wait. Uh, let's see. So they've played. 
two games this season and they have split both meetings. So New Orleans won um, at home against Minnesota, 119-118, and then they lost to Minnesota, 111-102 in that game. So I think I like the Minnesota side here as well. Um, I know the Pelicans have been playing well, but we kind of went back and talked about how they really haven't played any opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that we can say that are above average. Um, I'm going to try to go back to their game log here and or their schedule and see, you know, some of the stiffer competition that they may have faced. So, so far, I think the one win that we can probably give them credit for it. Well, I don't even know if New York <laughs> Knicks because they didn't have Julius Randle or anybody right. in that game. Mm-hmm. They did beat Memphis uh, in overtime, but I think that was a game without John Morant, if I'm not mistaken. They lost to Sacramento. They beat LA. They beat Denver, but I think Denver was without most of their starters. They lost to the Golden State Warriors. They beat Portland. They beat LA, Charlotte, San Antonio, Houston. So, I mean, they really haven't faced anybody in that span. And I know you only you played teams that are in front of you, but at the same time, I think that for Minnesota, I think they're the more balanced team. If that yep. makes sense because you have yep. you know your inside presence with Rudy Gobert. Uh, you have some defensive guys that can, you know, slow down or try to slow down Brandon Ingram and or CJ McCollum. But um, I'm going to go with Minnesota here as well. I think they take care of business in this game. Minus three and a half. I do like the under. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think this is this is just going to be a game where it'll be obviously it's, it's pretty much a playoff game. Uh, it, it's obviously determining on who gets the host either a home game in a play-in tournament or maybe even gets out of the play-in tournament bracket. So uh, I'm going to go with the Wolves here as well. Uh, player props, if anything, you're looking at in this game here, Delonte? Yeah, I don't see a ton, um, but I'll probably be on some type of Gobert points and rebounds. Like I said, I think their weak point, if Jonas gets in foul trouble, which he's prone to doing, then Gobert should have a freeway at the at the basket to grab all the rebounds that, that he wants. Um like buffet style. So I like that. I also like uh, CJ McCollum over points and assists. So his points are at 21 and a half. His assists are at five and a half. Um, so, you know, if you add those together, that's 27. The odds makers will probably make it 27 and a half, 28. I'll probably go over that. I think he has a real big, a real big game trying to get other guys involved before he gets himself involved um, late in the game. If it's a close game, which points where it indicates. So I like him over his points and rebounds. Uh, Combined prop whenever that drops. Uh, that's the only two that I love. Um, kind of looking at some J.D. McDaniel stuff, but I'm not sure how much offense he'll have being able to defend, you know, a Trey Murphy and two and um, Brandon Ingram. So mm-hmm. I look at some cat unders also. Kind of want to see how he looks off that back to back, but he played decent today. Uh, I, he didn't play a lot of minutes, but. I think he'll dial it back a little bit uh, in this matchup. Yeah, um, I think this is a game where you probably see the star shine. And I think if Pelicans want to have a chance to win this game, or, I mean, they do have, I think, more than a fair chance to win this game. You'll have to see guys like Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum mm-hmm. have big games. Um, I do like the rebounding prop for the Rudy Gobert in this game. Um, 
if Valanciunas does get into foul trouble, like you mentioned, that Rudy Gobert should be able to clean up the boards for the Pelicans. Um, Anthony Edwards, I think, will probably have a big game here here as well. Um, he played pretty well against the Spurs team, but it uh, depends on who's going to draw the assignment on Anthony Edwards, whether it's yeah. Herb Jones or Trey Murphy. That'll be an interesting matchup to watch. But um, I do like the under in this game. Um, trying to see this season. I think Pelicans were a great team towards the under uh, this season. Uh, no, actually, they ended up 20 and 20 on the total, but on the road this season, they weren't very good. 15 and 25 straight up, 16, 23 and one against the spread in road games. So um, there's some more stats for you as far as uh, back in uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves in this game and the Wolves at home this year. Uh, they were 21 and 19 straight up, 18 and 22 against the spread, mm-hmm. 23 and 17 towards the under uh, in those games. So, Again, I think this is going to be a great game to watch. I'll be the most competitive game for tomorrow. Um, anything else for this game? Oh, man, I, I, I agree with you on the uh, on the under. And also look at Minnesota early in the game. Um, also, they're the best first quarter team in the NBA. Uh, they also covered seven of the last 10 first quarters. At home, 23-17 ATS, uh, covering by 1.5 uh, points per cover. So I'll probably look at them early on. The Pelicans, if you watch their games as of late, they tend to fall back, like fall behind early, which is why they exerted so much energy coming back from Memphis. Um, they came back against Dallas. Uh, so, yeah, I think that the uh, Minnesota first quarter is a, is a very valuable play here too. Yep. All right. Love it. Um, all right. So that is going to be, I guess we can say the games with playoff implications which is the western conference uh anything else as far as the schedule tomorrow or sorry on sunday i should say i know recording here on saturday evening but that kind of caught your eye or anything that you may be looking at tomorrow delante as far as the schedule for tomorrow um yeah man so i'm gonna play the knicks i'm gonna lay it with the knicks first first quarter first half full game um i mean randall and brunson we know are going to be out but as far as the injury report right now, like they don't have any of the other guys, like quickly's quickly's in, um, Toppin's in. I think I think some of those lower tier guys can still carry them against Indiana, who's struggling. We just seen them. Uh, then they get buried by uh, the Magic or somebody. Like I forgot recently, they got buried by somebody. The Pacers. Yeah, the Pacers. Uh, let's see uh, let here. See. So their last game was against Detroit. The, yeah, they they, they lost Detroit, to Detroit. Yeah, that's all. That's mm-hmm. all. You, that's all we need to know. But, yeah, so I like uh, the Knicks first quarter, first half, and full game. The first quarter, first half isn't out yet, but they're laying eight and a half. I laid it already um, with the Knicks. Um, also, like, um, what else did I play? Golly, these two teams played on Wednesday, and you had three guys for the Knicks that scored 30 or more points. Right, all right. I also Quinn like uh, Washington against your uh, okay. against your Rockets. I like, your, I like Washington against your Rockets. Um I have no, I have no idea why that number just jumped out to me. Um, I laid two and a half, laid the money line, um, like Toronto against Milwaukee. Uh, on the injury report, I didn't see, you know, I, it's kind of like the Knicks situation. I didn't see a lot of the like middling guys, the, the you know the six seven players in the lower tier guys. I think they'll do well against Milwaukee. Um, so their main guys are out for Toronto tomorrow. Yeah, just Fred. It was Fred uh, OG. Uh, Siakam, Siakam, yeah, and uh, and Scotty Barnes, right? Those are the four that are out. I uh, don't see Barnes on the report. Even better for me. 
Yeah, yeah. even better for me. But some of those other guys, like, um, uh, is Trent on the injury report? Uh, no, I don't see his name either. Right. So some of those guys, I think they'll be able to handle um, Milwaukee, who probably, you know, they they got a deep rotation. So who knows how long they play those guys? Um, I laid it with Cleveland. Mobley's not on the not on the injury report at all. I know mm-hmm. the, the big two are um, uh, Garland and uh, Mitchell, but Charlotte not going anywhere. They gotta have half the roster on the injury report. So yeah, man, I laid it with them. I laid four with them. Uh, so that's my plays for tomorrow for everybody. Yeah, I, uh, the Rockets, Wizards. I think I do like Jalen Green points tomorrow. Kevin Porter yep. Jr. is going to be out tomorrow. Um, see his points prop at 25 and a half. So um, I think that he can definitely score 30 tomorrow for the uh, Rockets. Um, that was pretty much all I saw um, or liked. I mean, again, be careful on Sunday. Yeah, for sure. Check be those careful, injury yeah. reports for sure. It is their last regular season. So, you know, we cover the games that have playoff implications and things like that. But um, we'll have a full flesh um playoff preview talking about playing games as well so Delonte, let's close out this episode with a lock and dog or any best bets i guess we can say that we do have uh whatever you want to give out as your lock and dog or best bet I'll leave yeah man i'm gonna give out uh, a game we talked about i'm gonna go back to minnesota timberwolves like the spot for them like the matchup for them uh we went over it earlier so you know you can rewind and uh get back to that but i just think they i think that the clippers not the clippers i think that the uh, the schedule that the pelicans have played falling behind exerting so much energy to come back i think it's going to come back to haunt them here and they have some travel so uh, i like minnesota land a three and a half um for the dog i go back to another game that we talked about i'll just i'm trying to figure out if i, if I wanted to do phoenix man it's ugly to do it with portland Give me Utah one last time. Give me Utah plus 16 right. and a half uh, on the road against L.A. All right. Uh, the issue is that I don't have a under number for. Right, yeah, for the Minnesota game. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's, that's like my favorite play for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see if my odd screens that I use has it for tomorrow. Basketball. Oh. Um, let's see here. No, I don't see anything. All right, so I mean, I, I guess I'll tweet out, but I, I think a best bet for me is probably going to be that under in the uh, the Pelicans and the Minnesota Timberwolves game, um, and then also I'll probably be looking at team totals for the Golden State Warriors against the Portland Trailblazers tomorrow. I do see one book has a 233 total out for the Blazers in the Golden State Warriors game. Yeah, I'm going I think, over again, that. We, yeah, definitely for sure. I think Golden State can definitely put up 130 and um, at minimum. And I think that Portland should score in triple digits like they have been. So um, I do like either the over in that game or Golden State Warriors team totals, whether it's first quarter, first half, or full game. Uh, all right, that is going to do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast, the last game, or sorry, the last episode for the regular season. 
Uh, next week, we will be back. Uh, the timing for Monday will be uh, a little different. We won't be at the usual time, but it'll probably be around closer to 5.30 Eastern. Uh, we'll discuss um, some playoff previews uh, for t- or the lines that are out for some of these playoff series, like the 3-6 three, the three, and the 4-5 matchups that are out in the East. And then we'll have obviously more playoff uh, series numbers for the Western Conference so we know the exact seating after Sunday's game. So, um, again, uh, make sure to follow the Twitter account, SGPNNBA. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, at NBA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. Uh, really appreciate the guys that joined us on Saturday night uh, in the chat. Uh, the usual guys, Drew's in there, Nick, um, ZM, another guy that's uh, usually in our YouTube uh, comment section. JR, I yeah, uh, appreciate you guys, man. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Y'all Y'all definitely make the show go by a lot faster, and, and it's uh, always fun interacting with everybody. Uh, Dlines, anything else, my man? Nah, man, just shout out those guys and everybody else who joined us. Um, really appreciate it. Short notice. And yeah, man, uh, glad we got a good turnout. Uh, actually looking forward to some chaos tomorrow. So I'm hoping that we get it. Um, and we have a lot more to talk about Monday. Yeah, hopefully maybe we'll get one or two upsets here tomorrow. So we'll see. Um, all right. We'll be back on Monday around 5.30 Eastern. If you're going to watch us live, again, the, the pod will be out uh, soon after that for you guys to listen to. Uh, Good luck with your bets. Enjoy the last day of the regular season and the NBA. And as soon as Monday's here, it is the play-in tournament and the NBA playoffs. All right, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, get it, get it, get the ball because I'm going to.